0: Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow, broadcasting from The Backside of Water.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 177 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens. Here with my co-host in crime, Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how are you doing this evening, sir?
0: I am doing very well, Evan. I am going through some serious Disney withdrawal. I think I've been have only been home for about five days or so, but I am uh, missing it already. And it's so funny how it it is true that there is a withdrawal when you go to these when you, when you go to the parks, and especially when you're there like ten days. So I'm I am uh, having a tough time.
1: Well we definitely look forward to hearing your trip report but how things are scheduled we actually have another guest with us today. This is a first time guest, a good friend of mine, mr. Joel Phillips Joel, how are you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing great. Um, I'm doing really good it's actually uh, it's
0: good to talk to you I don't I don't think we've talked in
2: uh, in, a, in a while now so.
0: Yeah, yeah, do, uh, yeah, and Joel, Joel, you and I haven't talked in a while either. Huh? Yeah, Welcome. Yeah, never talked to you. But, <laughs> never talked
2: um, to the likes of you. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely,
2: um, definitely good to be hearing from Evan
0: for sure.
1: Yeah, man, we were we were close friends up in Georgia, and then of course, you know, as all you spoonies know, I moved to Florida, and uh, you know, miss all the Georgia, especially church friends and family back home. But it's um it's good to be talking to Joel. Have Joel on the show. I I wanted to just mention really quick that. This trip report for Joel is his first ever Disney trip. So, you know, we are we are from a town um Griffin, Georgia, which is, you know, pretty small. It's a it's definitely like a sub-town or a sub-sub-sub-town of Atlanta, right? <laughs> so, you know, kind of not Disney is is not something that we're used to. We're very used to uh Six Flags, which Brian has a Six Flags and he's been to Six Flags. Just not the Six Flags over Georgia, they're all over the country, but that's what we were used to. So I have a feeling Joel and I had a lot in common going into our trips because I had only knew Six Flags and I compared Disney to Six Flags, which was, you know, totally different than what you expected. So um, first off, Joel, just tell everybody, like, when did you travel? What were the dates and where did you stay? I always just like starting off with that and then we can go into it.
2: I believe our trip was from January 2nd um through the eighth so we stayed a little over a week um and we stayed in the art of animation a nice resort i think it's resort
1: yep yep it is still
2: trying resort. to learn all of this all of
1: the things but You're yeah, trying to we, learn um, the disney lingo huh right right so so i mean brian and this is before we get into like the trip itself and you know talk about your thoughts on like the resort and the parks Let's kind of linger on this topic for a minute of what, what were your expectations going into this trip? Um, you know, did you ever dream and, and could you have uh, so many questions, I guess just start there. What was your expectations going into this trip for me? Yeah. Yeah. No, the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well um,
2: my expectations were, if I'm just going to be totally honest, um, yes, my expectations were a kiddie theme park um probably a lot like or very similar to how i picture um six flags over georgia and i don't have a very good i don't picture or um idea of six flags over georgia it's not one of my favorite places um me theme park parks are very crowded and dirty and kind of like with the with the dirty part i think of the roller coasters and how they always look like they're look like falling apart or look <laughs> like they haven't been maintained in a long time right um, and then rude people so it may just be um my this my disdain or dislike of, of large crowds and and stuff like that. But, um, definitely wasn't thrilled about the trip. I was more so just thrilled about being there with family.
0: Now, did you, did you do any research beforehand?
2: I did not. Um, so my wife and their family, um, I'm pretty sure she, they have been, um, to Disney at least with my wife, her whole life uh, i think they've been 16 I think from the time that she was four to the time that she was 16 um they went every year almost and so i kind of trusted them uh, to know what they were doing we So you actually went through
0: too. you went through the front door of a Disney park never even look at oh i i am very <laughs> impressed this is i have never seen anybody like that's great that's great i'm 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 really curious to hear what you say and what you what So uh, what you felt you know. Uh, you
1: know joel married into it you know so his his yeah. mother-in-law's who i i talked to to I, I booked the trip for them and, and you know she she's definitely has it all of it down the my disney experience doing the app all that stuff she's so well versed into that and i think it was pretty much like hey joel just come on let's let's go and uh yeah it's uh it's funny i, I do remember joel you were asking me uh this was you know months and months ago when y'all were first talking about going like you had no um, standard of what prices were going to be. You didn't know really much of anything. And I tried to jam information into your ears for like those 15 minutes that we had to talk about it. But um, yes, yeah, so right off the bat, before we start breaking it down by category, what was your expectations uh, true? How <laughs> when you're walking on the property or driving on the property, I mean, this is obviously much different than Six Flags. You hop off Interstate I-75 and hop into this dirty Six Flags theme park, and this is totally different. So let's ju- so just talk a little bit about like arrival and how maybe what started happening to those expectations. What was they true or did you start changing them? So just I guess talk about that. So. I
2: I can't remember the name of the interstates and the turnpikes and everything right around Disney, but I do remember thinking like, wow, like this is just a really nice area. Um, as we were kind of entering into the general area. Um, and so I started getting excited, started seeing signs. Um, things looked a little bit brighter than I envisioned. Um, (laughs) And I will say we pulled in, uh, our family that we were meeting was already there. They were already checked in. Um, so we literally just had to pull up, I had to show them my app on my phone and they let us in the gate and we went straight to our, um, resort. And from there, I could just immediately tell things were, uh, very well, um, organized. They were very, uh, Nice looking all around. I I had no uh, expectations as far as the room that we were staying, um, but I did notice that everything seemed very well marked and, and very well put together. Um, even our security guard at the gate to get into our resort was extremely giddy, um, very enthusiastic and happy to be there. So um, I definitely had a very pleasant um, and very exciting initial, um, experience as, as we pulled in.
1: Yeah. And art of animation, you know, is, I mean, Brian, you know, that's art of animation is probably one of the most Disney-fied resorts that is on property. I mean, as soon as you're pulling up, you, you're, you're seeing Disney like on the, on the sides of the buildings and especially around the property and in the rooms. Um, were you in the, you were in a car suite weren't you or no we were in the lion king oh you were in a lion, oh, king, lion king okay cool. okay so i mean obviously disney everywhere right <laughs> and yes. it's it's pretty loud disney that resort so i mean it's great for because you know there were a, a you know several kids of course with y'all and stuff like that so it was great for that age group you know if you go back with with your wife you know maybe you would stay somewhere else it wasn't quite as loud disney but still it's i'm glad to hear that you had a first impression especially someone like, like you or like me that would be pulling in going to such a loud disney resort at first you were like oh this is going to be a kiddie park and but hopefully you were starting to see that things were a little bit different
2: yeah i definitely i definitely think that it was very loud i i, I totally agree with that but it was very nostalgic, at least for me, to see the Lion King stuff. Um, see Timon and Pumbaa uh, and Simba, you know, walking. I, I believe there's a tree that they're that they're walking across, and the statues of them. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, there is, yeah.
2: And so it was very loud and kiddy, but also very nostalgic um, for me, at least. So that part was really
1: cool. Yeah, and, you know, we we're about the same age, so we grew up with Lion King and all that stuff, right? So mm-hmm. it's cool to kind of be transported, transported back there. So, all right. So your arrival was good. That's good. So let's talk about the resort a little bit more. I mean, you said it was loud. Um, you know, is this similar to any place that you've kind of stayed where you have a resort like this and you have a pretty large food court and, you know, um, zero entry pool with splash pad and all this stuff. I mean, were you accustomed to, to somewhere like this?
2: Um, I'm not a big traveler. I can't say that I have a lot of experience at a lot of, at, at different places, but, um, I've been around a little bit. Um, typically, like you said, the trips that I go on might be out of state for hunting. Well, I've been out of state, um, on ski trips and, and things of that sort and been to like ski resorts and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, um. I was not accustomed to everything that was going on at Disney. Uh, As far as the resort goes, it was the, one of the things that impressed me, like I said, right off the rip, apart from my initial experience was the grounds and how perfect everything looked, how perfectly planted everything looked. Um, But yeah, the food courts were extremely nice. It smelled great in there.
0: It Um, It is nice in there. That's a good, that's a good food court
2: and the the shops outside of the food court and even i think we had an initial problem with maybe my wristband um and so we had to before we went to dinner the first day we had to go into um the check-in area and Mm -hmm. and talk to the customer service and they were exceptional like just super stoked to be there super happy uh super awesome customer service and Just walking around, looking at the the attention to detail in the customer service area, I don't know what to call it, but uh, in that area alone was really, really cool to just be able to walk around and look at
1: everything that they had on the walls and displayed. That's a cool lot because you get to see kind of the progression of the art, but did you, you know, not jumping ahead, but just looking at your trip overall, did you notice that that service is, you know, one of their main focuses. And that was a common theme through everywhere you went.
2: Yeah. I don't think I have ever been to a place where customer service was more emphasized or more um, important, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, no, it is. Every- and,
0: and You know, it, it's funny because I have to tell you, it's, it, I was just there recently too, Joel. and. Um, I was so impressed that it's back because there was a, there was a stretch there where it wasn't to the point where we, we had, we expect it to be, but I'm telling you, it's back. Um, You know, their, their customer service is top notch.
2: I definitely, and I might be getting a little ahead of myself, but I definitely, since we have come back, uh, every other customer service experience (laughs) that i find myself every situation that i find myself in i'm like yeah this is not aligned with the values of disney yeah you do start comparing
1: (laughs) that's a dangerous thing to do is you start comparing all the other experiences of disney it's just totally different and yeah don't ever go back to six flags If you ever go back to six flags it'll be horrible because you'll be like oh this is not disney take me back you know (laughs) but um Uh, Brian, any comments so far, or we can talk about? No, no, I think parks.
0: Yeah, I I mean, Art of Animation is a great, you know, good experience as far as you know being thrown into the whole character. Did you go in the pools at all?
2: We did not. I noticed there were some people in there. Um, It was pretty cool. We had a couple of days where the sun was out, and I, I I guess they have heated pools. They do. Yeah,
0: yeah. The the big pool. Yeah, the big pool. um, The Nemo pool has. music underneath the water that's what i was wondering to see if, if you did that that to me that was like the, the coolest thing you, you dive under the water and you hear music it's pretty cool wow
2: no we didn't we didn't experience the pools um but we did notice there were a lot of people in them on the nice days
1: so you know before we go into the parks you there's you know your resort is seated on this hourglass lake is the name of the lake and then you have the skyliner Mm -hmm. And the Skyliner was open, right, when you were there? Yes. Okay. So what were your thoughts on that? That's, uh, you know, a different way to get around, huh? (laughs) Yeah. um,
2: If I could kind of backtrack a little bit, the first night we were there, we didn't take the Skyliner. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the first park that we went to that that first night for dinner. Um, I believe we did go to the Magic Kingdom. (laughs)
1: What'd you eat for dinner um, that night? You remember?
2: We were at Chef Mickey's. Okay,
1: okay. that's at the Contemporary Resort. So it's okay. Magic Kingdom. Yeah, you can take a bus to get to Magic Kingdom, and you could walk to Contemporary, or you know, kind of get there that way, or so, or Monorail. Yeah,
2: I believe that's what we did. Sorry, you're probably gonna have to correct me. I'm still no, trying to you, learn. You're good. You're good. All the lingo, but I, I mentioned that to say um, that first night we took the bus and to to be at the resort and get on the bus and have you know um have a short wait on the bus and get on the bus and be able to ride over and not have to drive or anything like that um that was really nice for me immediately i was like all right this is really cool we're gonna get to ride buses all week and and that'll be nice to not have to drive over to the park and, yeah. and go through the whole thing of parking and." um walking a little bit more than um we did but I will say I think the next day um we went back to the Magic Kingdom and, and we spent that day there. But the I guess the third day that we were there we took the Skyliner and after we took the Skyliner um I was like, Yeah, those buses were nice. But this is <laughs> way better and I don't want to take the buses anymore. I want to take the Skyliner everywhere we go. Because yes. it, it was true, nice. It, it is true, it, yeah. And it has the the transfer stations. I'm, I'm not sure what they're called. Yeah. I yeah. call them the transfer stations. And, and then you can really just kind of use it as like a, I don't know, just a, a, it's, it's a hub where you can get on and go to different, in different directions. And um, it's all really quick. It's all really smooth. And it takes you exactly where you're trying to go.
1: Well, it's cool for you, too, as a a first-timer, you get to, especially when you go to Epcot on the Skyliner. I mean, you see Caribbean Beach Resort. You see the Riviera. You go over the Boardwalk and the Swan and Dolphin. So you get to see a lot of different resorts on the Skyliner. So that's a really cool thing. You know, before the Skyliner was there, you really took buses or the monorail. And unless you were on the monorail or staying in – what they call a monorail resort right at the magic kingdom, which is contemporary, which is where you ate at chef Mickey's or the Polynesian Mm -hmm. or grand Floridian. um, You really didn't get to see a lot of resort. I mean, you would get to drive by them or ride by them in the bus, but you're getting this perspective of, of kind of flying over them in the Skyliner and you're getting to kind of see different things. So I would, that would be cool if I was a first timer going to Disney and, and being able to ride the Skyliner and see different resorts that had to be pretty cool. I would think.
2: Yeah, it was very neat. Very neat to. It almost was like I got to visit those places for a short
1: while on our way to our destination. That's right. Yeah, that is cool. So let's talk about the parks. Um, You went to all four parks, right? Yes. Okay. So thoughts. I mean, do you have a clear favorite or one that maybe is not your favorite or just, I mean, we can stay on this for a minute and talk about Rise (laughs) or something, but. Talk, talk about the parks where we I mean, you know, Six Flags is much better, right? Uh,
2: absolutely not. <laughs> You're right. I never want to go to Six Flags again. Um, yeah. No, we, we talked about this while we were there and we did the Magic Kingdom the first day. The second day, um, I believe we went to Hollywood Studios. Okay. So it was Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and then Epcot, and then we went to um, Animal. the Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last day, I guess, we went back to Magic Kingdom. Um, so that's kind of the layout of, of our trip. Um and we were talking about this kind of towards the end of our trip while we were there and they were asking me if if I was having a good time, which park was my favorite, you know, same questions. Yeah. And honestly, I was thinking about it the whole, the whole day, the whole week. And I don't think I have a favorite park, but I have my favorite things about each park. Um, To me, they're all very um, special in their own way. And so I have a hard time narrowing it down in terms of my absolute favorite.
1: Well, what were some of your favorite things about each, each park? So, um,
2: the Magic Kingdom to me was, um, I, the initial area where you walk in, um, Yep. Main street. Yep. Main street. Okay. Um, I like, I like shops. I like going and visiting places where I feel like it's very shoppy. Um and you know, there were candy shops and souvenir shops and um coffee shops and, and so on and so forth. That to me is a is a very cool uh obviously walking down Main Street and seeing the castle for the first time. Um doesn't compare to seeing pictures of it or seeing videos of it. Right. That was very neat. Um the as far as the rides go, I feel like Magic Kingdom was probably some of the most fun. Um but I might be a little bit biased because we had my two-year-old niece with us, and uh, yeah. it was her first time. And being with her and getting to experience all of the rides in the Magic Kingdom was really, really neat. And it just felt like it was a good start to the trip because when you think of Disney, or at least, or when I thought of Disney, I thought of Magic Kingdom. So it was a it was a good initial impression for me.
1: That's good. And yeah, that is the perfect part for a two-year-old. So, I mean, seeing it through their eyes is, is definitely something that's fun and you're right. I mean, you did it the way that most people do it. They'll, they'll book in their trip with magic kingdom. They'll start there and then they'll end there if they have the, you know, the, the amount of days to do it, but you also had the bonus of doing the, the other ones in between it. So did you, uh, did you ride Tron? I did ride Tron. Okay. Thoughts? Um, we, we did that the last day. Okay.
2: That was very neat, um, especially the, the riding position and, and getting locked in the way that we did. Yeah. Um, it was extremely smooth. And um, obviously, being a first-timer, I'm trying to remember which park um, the Rock and Roller Coaster is in.
0: Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios, yeah. Hollywood yep.
2: Studios. Um, so I'm, I'm answering your question around about way, I guess. Um, so I can compare Tron to, um, the rock and roller coaster, at least from, you know, my short time there, because it, there was a lot of really quick acceleration initially. It was really smooth. And then it was also kind of in the dark a little bit. Yep. Um, which for me, I didn't enjoy that part as much.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, being in the dark. Um, but I think it's a pretty short time that you're in the dark. Right. Um, going oh, over yeah. there. So yeah. I would say to answer your question about Tron, I really like the seating position. I really liked how, um, which I guess we'll get on to this in a little bit too, but walking through uh, the cues, uh, being in line, Uh, At each, at least all of the more recent rides. Um, It's really crazy to me how much attention, how much detail they um, include in just waiting in line, standing in line. Um, And so it was really neat on the Tron to, to walk through the different areas and how they make it exciting or a little bit exciting or build the excitement in making you wait uh, because there's a lot of other people that are trying to ride it too. So uh, that was cool. Um, got to ride on the first row. Um, so that, that was neat altogether because I didn't have to stare at the yeah. back of anybody. Yeah. that's. So was I was,
0: I was in the first row too, which is so cool. You're right. It is cool.
2: Cause you, like, I, I mean, everybody wants to either be on the first row or the last row, but I had the privilege of being on the, on the first row and it, felt like you know it was, it was really immersive
1: what were some of your other magic Kingdom likes um, you, you did watch happily ever after right I know you I know you did cuz I poked fun at you on Facebook
2: <laughs> I'm trying to remember happily ever
1: after the fireworks show
2: yes okay that was crazy because uh, the week that we stayed um, just be, being totally honest kind of I'm giving you. I'm trying to give you good stuff and not so great stuff about. No, you should. Trip. No, you.
0: You want. We want to hear everything. It's. It's better. Believe yep. me, Evan and I are very honest and we talk about our trip reports. So don't worry.
2: So, um, historically, my the family that I've married into, they uh, know how to book them, and they pick. They're very um, strategic in the weeks that they pick to go, uh, trying to pick the weeks where. There's not a lot of people, Um, but this was our first time or their first time booking it on this particular week, and it was just busier than they were used to. Um, I didn't really have any expectations as far as things being crowded, but I will say for that first night watching Happily Ever After, um, there was an insane amount of people there, Um, like shoulder-to-shoulder as far as i could see and people were we were sitting down for a while waiting on it trying to get a good spot when we had other uh, members of our party that had went and um decided to go ride a different ride and so we were kind of holding the spots for them and yeah. people were they just kept piling in and kept piling in and kept piling in um so that part wasn't as great for me um, sure yeah especially when our party it was getting closer to time and uh, they were having a really difficult time getting to us didn't love that but um, at the same time there is that kind of safety net in the back of my mind of like we are at Disney and it's going to be okay like they I'm sure they have plenty of uh, plans in place when people get separated so Um, the the only bummer there was just potentially not getting to see this show with our whole party but
1: Right. In terms
2: of the show itself, um, hadn't really experienced a fireworks show and a laser show combined like that um, ever. And mm-hmm. we go to Stone Mountain every year and go see the laser show. Um, right. So that was the only thing that I had to compare, at least in, in terms of a laser show, and Disney's was far and beyond. Um, their fireworks were far and beyond anything that I've ever experienced at 4th of July. So yep. that was all really, really neat. It was just, I can tell that they put a lot of time and effort and money into the shows that apparently they do almost every night.
0: Yep. It just basically every night and sometimes, sometimes two times in a night, depending on what type of uh, events going on. Um, wow. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. They, the amount of money they spent and just also, you know, Other parks are doing it too. So there could be like three parks at one time shooting off fireworks.
1: And just because I know you have an analytical brain like me, Joel, just know that what you experience cost Disney at just the Magic Kingdom around forty to fifty thousand dollars a night. So take that and chew on it for a while. But yeah, uh, the Tinkerbell fly. Did you see that? Yes. Okay. That was pretty cool. Um,
2: it's actually, I, I was kind of expecting it because um, I'm used to Stone Mountain. The I'm trying to remember what her name is at Stone Mountain. She's just the snow angel, I guess. Um, it was kind of a similar thing done. Um, so when I noticed during the day, um, the zip line, um, I asked my sister who had been there before, like, what's that line for and she had to be very uh, cautious in, in answering me because there were children around. But she said, uh, "Tonight, when they do the show, that's you know where Tinkerbell will fly." So I did. Was kind of expecting it, but it was it was neat. Still, I I couldn't imagine being her um, and braving that trip
0: from the castle to wherever. Uh, it yeah, was. <clears throat> and he. Uh, but uh, we could talk about that later. But it, it's a he, anyway.
1: Surprise! <laughs> it's a he that does Tinkerbell. Oh. But, wow. um, yeah, what real, you know, the, Hey, it's really what I tell people it's it's not, it's not what you say it is. It's actually, you know, cause Tinkerbell lives in the castle and she's got to have cable television. Right. So that's, that's actually mm. the cable line that you know, I'm just kidding, but, that's uh, really that's really bad. <laughs> I heard that somewhere else. I thought it was funny. Dad joke. Anyways. Um, so that was cool. Happily ever after fireworks and in the projection and all that, and the song, I mean, the timing, I mean, the, I remember the first time I saw it, I, I did cry. I was like, man, this is, I, of course I'm like you, Joel, who, you know, we're used to the city park and Griffin shooting off fireworks every 4th of July. And then we go and see something, which, you know, those fireworks, you get one or two fireworks every minute. And this is just constant immersive. Mm -hmm. um, Unlike anything you ever experienced and makes you just want to like, not see any other fireworks show again, because it's just, it's just that next level of, of um, of goodness. So, any any last comment about Magic Kingdom? And you can say what you like about the other parks. Or
2: yeah, I, w- I was just gonna add, like, I was totally expecting the fireworks show to be over long before it was over. I was like, okay, they're really yeah. they're really sending them now, but they didn't quit. So uh, it was kind of hard to tell when the the grand finale was. But yeah, cool. they did a really good job with it. As far as uh, Magic Kingdom, though, um. I'll be honest. I'm. I'm. It's all starting to run together. I guess it's been too long, um, but yeah. Overall, Magic Kingdom was really, really neat.
1: Cool. What about Hollywood Studios? You mentioned Rock and Roller Coaster. Anything else? <laughs>
2: yeah. So uh, one more piece about the Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, the picture that they took <laughs> of me. Yeah, Um, is probably going to end up on Facebook at some point or another. And you're probably going to really love to see it because
1: I'm looking forward um,
2: to, um, uh, actually, I think Jace is going to send it to you. Uh, my wife is going to send it to you really, really soon. But, um, so I knew that it was really fast. It, It had, you know, the awesome acceleration and stuff, but was just not prepared. Um, I don't typically ride roller coasters because I do get pretty motion sick, kind of easy. Um, but I was determined to ride as much as I could while we were at Disney, and then they told me um, on top of that that the rock and roller coaster was about to close, and I believe it closed right after we left. Um, yeah. so yeah the the picture of me on the rock and roller coaster um, is a funny one to look back on for sure because it was just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good one right there. I'll, we'll have to, you have to put some get some pictures so we can share them in our in our Facebook group. But yeah, that's a good one. So what else about Hollywood Studios? Did you do Tower of Terror?
2: I did not. Um, okay. I think I was starting to to feel pretty bad uh, in terms of being motion sick, and that's just a me thing. Um,
1: yeah, hey, a lot of people are like that. So I'm trying to remember star wars Hollywood. land toy story land um you know getting to you know see i mean star wars i know you're not a huge fan but you are a fan so that was probably pretty cool getting to walk through that see the millennium falcon
2: i am a fan of hollow i mean uh, yeah both star wars and toy story i loved toy story growing up um that was kind of really nostalgic for me also um all the different like areas and rides, um, a part of Hollywood studios, the Buzz Lightyear ride.
1: Yeah. Like Toy Story mania or like where you shoot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That one. Um, i have you know, I, I'd seen pictures of it from, um, people that like I grew up going to school with, they would go to Disney and, and post pictures or have pictures of them on that ride. And, um, to finally all these years later as an adult go on that pride, um, can understand what I was missing out on the whole time because that was actually, even though it's very uh, kid-centered, it's also uh, extremely fun. All the adults that I was with had a lot of fun on that one. Um, It kind of makes you, being being there all together makes you forget that you're an adult almost uh, and definitely brings out the kid in you. But Star Wars was a really big one for me, too. Um, the, the biggest thing about Star Wars for me was, I know I've, I've touched on this already, it just amazes me the detail-centered uh, um, or the attention to detail, I guess, uh, would be a better way to, to put yeah, yeah. that They just include whether you're in line or just walking around. Um It becomes totally immersive. felt like I was on a planet somewhere in in the Star Wars universe. And that was just really neat to be a part of to, to walk around and explore.
0: Did you did you get to uh, take any pictures with characters? Um,
2: I did not. <laughs> I'm not a big picture person. There was uh, some opportunities. Um, but um, as I stated earlier, there was uh, a good bit of people there, um, at least for the first couple of days that we were there. And so typically when there was a character around, they were pretty um, pretty well in- enveloped by a large crowd of people. So uh, I I tended to just admire from afar.
1: Yeah. So that's cool stuff about, hollywood studios and and some of the lands so the next day was epcot right yes okay so what were your thoughts? so epcot just so you know is is me and brian it's both of our favorite park um which i know is interesting or it may be but you just it's it's pretty nostalgic for us you know of course brian's been going a lot longer than me but i'm just curious to hear your thoughts about that park because it's definitely different than any of the other three parks in kind of its own way you know
2: I would say, um, if I had to pick a favorite park, um, Epcot would probably be at least the first place or first part that I would have to consider as my favorite or considered to be a favorite of mine. Um,
1: I knew we were friends.
0: Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we like that.
2: <laughs> so, um, we actually, this is going to be a little disappointing, I'm sure for you guys, but we didn't go to, visit the golf ball?
0: Oh, yeah, you're Okay, yeah.
1: Yep. So we didn't go that far. Because um, oh, you came from the Skyliner, that's right. So you did the back entrance into the country. So you just didn't go all the way up to the front. Right.
2: So I like adventure. I like adventure uh, both in going new places and um, I'm kind of a foodie. And so... I like the idea of getting to, to try new foods and different foods and uh, foods from different cultures. That's just always been something I've been into. And so when we started walking around Epcot, um, that part of me was getting really excited walking through uh, each and every country.
0: What, um, what kind of, what kind of, what, was, what were some of the food items that you really liked? So
2: I say that, um, but we didn't eat, a whole lot in uh Epcot. I didn't snack a whole lot. Um Oh
0: no, that's like the that's like the snack capital of the world. Yeah. Um I'm trying to remember
1: but is there it were, because uh, know, you went to didn't you go to I, I'm sure you went to La right? The steak Yes, counselor. we went
0: to La Oh nice. Um that's nice. his
1: father in law's favorite restaurant on Oh that's a good good
0: Disney. choice. Good choice. Good oh I'm mm, curious yes. okay, how was that? How did you have a good did you have a good meal?
1: So that was
2: probably one of the things that they hyped up to me the most. Um, That was one of the big selling points from them to me trying to get me, you know, to come on the trip and excited about coming on the trip um, (laughs) because they know I like food. And so I was really excited about it. I'd heard a lot of great things about it, and it certainly did not disappoint. Um, Probably, I would say uh, one of my, if one of if not the most favorite place that I ate while we were in Disney period, um, and I'm trying to remember all the places we went. I know we went to be our guest. I know we went to Cinderella's castle. We went oh, you did, you did. 50s, yeah. Oh, you didn't get you didn't get a picture
0: prime. taken with Cinderella.
2: <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I was having a lot of fun watching my niece, um, um, and my brothers and sisters-in-law. That are a lot younger than us. They, you know, had a lot of fun doing that, and so it was really neat at uh, Cinderella's castle. I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but really neat to see all the the princesses and, and, yeah. and all the different characters that they included in that. Um, so again, I'm not very well versed in Disney, um, but now Merida said- from Brave was there, and I thought that was really cool that they included her. Um, just you know when i think of disney i think of the og characters the original characters right um like Belle or cinderella yeah and and so getting to see some other ones um was neat was unexpected but in a very good way but so so you,
1: you said 50s um prime time so that was that's a pretty good restaurant i mean I don't know if you had a good meal there. I've had some good meals. It's not like the best on a property, but it's it's pretty good.
2: So the way I kind of viewed the dinners that we went to, um, 50's prime time to me was special in its own way. Um, I like comfort food, yep. just you know, being in the south, living in the south. So I think they knocked it out of the park in terms of the experience that they give you at 50s prime time. But the food was, to me, it was outstanding um, for what it was. It wasn't intricate by any means, but they did it right.
1: And did your server, you know, pick fun at you a little bit and stuff?
2: Uh, She was, uh, she wasn't rude. She wasn't anything like that, but you could tell that she was in character, and it was really. It was kind of explained to me by my family that they were basically our cousins uh, yep. serving us. It was basically like you know we're we're visiting the cousins or, or eating dinner with the family, and so um, watching them get on to my in laws about elbows on the table and yep. and stuff like that was really funny, um, and it just felt really homey
1: for me. Well, that's good. That's good. So um epcot what so you know you walked around the countries but did you go up towards the front at all or did you just stay around the countries in general so
2: the aquarium is in okay.
1: epcot yep. right yep so you did go do um, that like the nemo ride and stuff yes okay well, that's um, good we
2: did the Soarin'. they wanted to do that when that was on their list one of the benefits of uh, going on this trip with, with them is, Not that they've experienced everything that Disney has to offer, but they've certainly been enough to know what they like and know um, at least, you know, the priorities on their list. And so I kind of had a VIP tour of Disney because, you know, when we were stepping into the parks they knew exactly the order um, that they wanted to go for the day, the rides that they wanted to hit. And so um, I felt like I'd, I had a good experience getting to ride all of the, the good ones or the, at least the ones that they were excited about. But yeah, we were, went.
0: Were there, any that you, were there any that you really wanted to go on that you didn't get to do?
2: Um, I would say that that is a difficult question for me to answer um, in terms of looking forward to anything. I'm not sure because.
0: Or walking around, you see something like, wow, what is that over there? Can we go on this?
2: Honestly, uh, I don't think so. Uh,
1: you just I just didn't really have anything to compare it to, you know, I right.
2: Guess. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know that there might've been an instance or two where we were kind of skipping over something, um, or we didn't make as big of an effort to go, um, on a ride. I want to say the, I'm sorry. What's the, the roller coaster with Is it Guardians
1: it of the Galaxy. I don't think y'all went on that one. Did you?
2: No, we didn't go on Space, that Space
1: one. Space Mountain. Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom.
2: They uh, did I'd... Space Mountain, but I didn't do it. I think I was feeling sick by that point. Uh, there was one that was like a mine train almost. Yep. Yeah. Um. Was it the Seven Dwarves? Yep, mine? Seven Dwarves Mine, mine Train. train. Yep. Um, I, I think that one was one that I was interested in and uh, wanted to check out, but it seemed like um, it just didn't work out for when we were there.
0: How about, um, what do you, what'd you think, what'd you think of the bathrooms? Were they,
1: were they, no, <laughs> we yeah,
0: always, these are quite, we always question. talk about the bathrooms. bathroom.
1: Yeah. We talk about them all the time. So just like, you know, the bathrooms in general compared to what you would think of, you know, Six Flags bathrooms, you know?
2: So yeah, compared to the Six Flags bathrooms, um, <laughs> there is no comparison actually. Right. Um, Obviously, in in, the, in our room, um, that bathroom was probably my favorite. It's always uh, my favorite to not have to go into public. Um, but there were a few times where um, I did venture into a public bathroom. And the whole kind of essence of, of Disney and being a clean place and um, being very well kept up definitely um, – Carried over into the bathroom experience as well. The only thing that I kind of had a problem with with the bathrooms was the toilet paper. Other than that, everything oh, well, one was One ply, we have it's, one ply it's, toilet it's paper. It's like a thin. half ply. Like <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a true one ply. Well, that's anymore. why you guys you guys stay in a deluxe.
0: Is I was staying in a deluxe resort recently, and we had two ply there, and I was all, I was all happy. But yeah, they they do uh, skimp out on some of the and some of the toilet paper. Yeah that was that was the only issue
2: I had with the bathroom Every, everything was clean everything was well kept I didn't see anything out of service um I'm kind of weird about it uh especially in in a public setting I like for any anytime I'm trying to get the soap out of the soap dispenser or, um water to run out of a faucet whether it be automatic or not um I'm paying attention to that, and never once did I have a soap dispenser not give me soap. Never once did I had a faucet not come on, and there was always um, either the the hand dryer, the air powered hand dryers, or the the paper towel dispensers, and they were always stocked. And I always noticed that there was somebody either in the bathroom um, while I was in the bathroom, or standing right outside the bathroom that was supposed to keep up the bathroom and, uh, they stayed on top of it. So that was really nice. That
0: is, they, they, Yeah. They don't have, they don't have, like, I know I've been to some upscale places where they have people in the bathroom that come over and, and <laughs> clean, clean the, they clean the lint off your, 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 white, your shirt <laughs> right in the urinal. And I think that I found that to be very strange to me. I'm very uncomfortable guys. They're sitting there like, Oh, look, you have some dandruff on your shoulder. I'm like, would you, get away from me, please. (laughs) I, I, that, that is, I'm glad they don't have that there. I'm really glad they don't have
1: that there. But you did make a good point, Joel, like your observation of the soap dispensers having soap and the faucets working. I mean, it is the little things that we take for granted when we go places like that. Like, so we went to Bush Gardens this last weekend and we, we sat down, we actually got our lunch and then I went to go get napkins. There was probably eight napkin dispensers and all of them were empty. There were, there was not a single napkin anywhere. And immediately, where did my head immediately go, man, uh, you know, Disney would never let a napkin dispenser run out. And, you know, you just think, you don't think about those things like that. Like, okay, soap dispensers always having soaps. They're always, there's paper towels. If not, there's a guy right here filling them. You know, it's, uh, it's the little stuff that you do take for granted that they just, they nail it every time.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so the last one is Animal Kingdom. So what did you think about that park?
2: So um, is it Florida if it doesn't rain? Um,
1: no, it's not. <laughs>
2: funny enough, it the only day it rained on us was the day that we were at Animal Kingdom. And oh, really? everybody was kind of bummed about it. But by that point, my little kid had um, had come out and I was determined that I was going to see the, the silver lining. And to me, I think it was neat. Um, if, if there was any day where I wanted it to rain, it would be Animal Kingdom because one of my, my absolute favorite thing about Animal Kingdom was getting to walk around Animal Kingdom um, and also the Animal Safari. But um, if I can just stay on just getting to walk around Animal Kingdom, For a second, um, it felt like everything else, it was submersive. So whatever the theme was, whatever the idea is, whatever they're trying to convey, they do it perfectly, whether you're in Star Wars or whether you're um, walking through the animal kingdom and and making it feel like you're in the jungle or making it feel like um, you're very submerged in nature. Um, That was one of the later days in our stay, and I think some of the crowds were kind of dissipating by that point. Yeah. Um and I think where we were at in the week um might have been a, a slower time during the week to be there. And so whether it was that or whether it was just the way that the park is laid out um but it seemed like there was a lot less people there, it was a lot less crowded. Um you couldn't see anybody else very far away because of all the plant life and all of the um
1: yeah
2: yeah all the vegetation mm-hmm. and so, did you did
0: you see up uh, did you you know did you see the gorillas did you did you get to see um like the animal the, trails yeah the, the tigers or anything like that
2: yes so we did go on the safari um and i guess it was a really good thing also that it was raining because they were the at least the guides were telling us that when it rains the, the animals are typically a little happier, a little bit more active, and so the elephants were getting in the water and playing and splashing around.
0: Oh wow! How um, cool! That's great.
2: The rhinos were. Um, I, they say that they typically kind of hide a little bit, and they were out kind of enjoying life and and having a good time. And so it seemed like all of the animals were really. Um, it was like a, a perfect kind of tour or guide through the safari yeah. uh, because it seemed like all the animals were like doing what you would expect them to do at Disney. And, um, I know that that may not happen like that every day, but it happened like that for us because apparently they're, they're happier when it rains. No, that's
0: awesome. See that, that's a, that's a special thing to see that, you know, to see the elephants splashing around and the, um, see them all happy because sometimes they are just sitting there, you know, either boiling or, or trying to get some shade or just, you know, wagging their tail waiting. Um, now when you see them active, it just makes it so much cooler.
1: Absolutely. So did you, um, did you go into Pandora, uh, in animal kingdom, you know, the floating islands and see the waterfall and, and that section? We did,
2: um, that was that actually was pretty
1: cool to, to see that. Did you, did you real quick, did you see that at night or just the daytime?
2: Uh, we, we did both. Okay, so good. I'm we, glad. When we first entered the park that morning, um, that was where we went straight towards.
1: Right. I yep. believe. That's pretty common.
2: Um, yep. And so we went straight there. We were there when they let us in. Um, I think that they let us in earlier than because yes. we stayed at the resort. Yep. Right, right. And so we kind of beat the crowd and
1: you rode flight of passage
2: that ride? We... Yes. I think, you know, I can't remember how long it said on the app that the wait was, but um by the time we walked all the way through there, which it, it was it was a long walk or a lot longer than I thought it was, <laughs> yeah, but that big was another you. <laughs> another one of those places that it was just I was blown away with how how much detail was there. Um, I couldn't imagine the time and the engineering that it took to come up with all of, you know, all of the details that they came up with and, and brainstorm through that process. And then not just to brain, brainstorm, but to make it happen and make it come to life. And they, they did a really good job doing that.
0: No, they um, didn't make, yeah, that's, that's like, you know, we, we talk about that a lot is that they, they put a lot of effort in it. They put an effort more than any other Amusement park on the planet, they put more effort in. They do the littlest detail is really important to them because they know that people expect that, and we love that about about Disney.
2: I will say, part of my expectations going in and hearing people talk about how you feel like you're in a different world, you feel like um, you're in you know the Star Wars universe, or you feel like you're in Pandora. Um, I was very skeptical. Um, I'm. I'm always kind of airing on that side of skepticism. And typically I am unimpressed with, with uh, hype. Um, I will definitely try to critique, especially if there is a lot of hype about something, mm-hmm. I will, I will critique it um, and try to try to find all the flaws. Right. And so I, I absolutely did that while we were there, the avatar world or uh, Pandora. Um was one of those places that I kept trying to find flaws. I kept trying to, to figure out ways where I could say that it wasn't submersive but the the further we went in the lines and and the more we were there and the the attention that I was paying to the detail
0: well, I'd, well you I know the, honestly yeah say, the Imagineer that did that, his name is Joe Rohde. He's one of the best. so he made he really paid attention to the littlest teeniest detail.
2: Well, if he's one of the best, I'd really like to see who else he's compared to because he killed it. He knocked
1: it out of the park. He's, he's, he's a main response. One of the main people responsible for animal kingdom in, yeah. in general. And, and just so you know, Imagineer is imagination combined with an engineer. So they, they made a lot of what you see, the storytelling, the designs of the parts, the parks, the engineering of the rides, all of that It was designed by the, by Disney's Imagineering team. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you, you did that kind of test to yourself. And I know you are an observant person. So that, that was good to see like, hey, I'm going in here. I'm going to try to see what's what's up. And, you know, your expectations were not let down. And I know at night too, I mean, <laughs> going there in the day is one thing and seeing it, but at night it just, you, you couldn't go into it at night and not think, I feel like I'm on another planet. You know, this is beyond beautiful. You know,
2: yeah, I will say one of the, one of the things that I was probably a little critical on, and this probably more so has to do with just my, my own body. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I got sick on the ride. Um, I found myself, uh, yeah. cool. um, we, I was, you know, trying to use essential oils and stuff, uh, to prevent getting sick or, or being as sick. And that was just one of them. Mm-hmm. I got sick no matter what and was kind of just waiting on closing my eyes and hoping that the ride was going to be over soon. It was really neat. Um, when my eyes were open and, and the experience of it and the idea of it. And, um, it was the ride in itself is extremely immersive, but I did get sick that part of it. I didn't enjoy as much. And that's just me. Um, I can't say anything about the quality of the ride, but. that isn't a it isn't a deal breaker for me. Um, like I said, I typically don't ride that many rides, um, so I do tend to focus more on the environment and the presentation of things, and um, which is another reason why I can't
1: stand Six flags.
0: And Now, now it's going to be worse. I mean, I don't know if you'll be able to step foot there anymore.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah, the next time you're gonna to want to take like the youth group at church to Six Flags, you're gonna be like, um, "Hey, parents, can we just go to Disney instead?" I'm right? Just no, I was but, yeah, exactly you're gonna you're gonna approach it critically. You're gonna uh, think, "Oh man, you know, here we go." So, um, you know, as we're kind of tailing towards the end here, any other things you just want to mention about the trips? You know, you mentioned some places you ate. Any sort of Anything else about food or just the trip it overall? And then Brian, if you have any more questions yep. for Joel, but Joel, any, any other you know thoughts that you have just that you wanted to mention about the, the trip overall?
2: Um, I will say, I know I kind of touched on it already, but. We typically, I think we went, you know, we went off, um, the property and we we went to the closest Walmart and we got stuff for breakfast and uh, for most of our lunches. Um, And we tried to kind of focus on eating dinner at the places that we wanted to go. Um, And the food experience to me was one of the really awesome things. Um, Again, I had the pleasure of having a a basically like a VIP tour um, and hitting all of the the really awesome restaurants like Cilia and Cinderella's castle and, um, be our guest and fifties prime time. Um, we did go to chef Mickey's, but even though that, I, I guess that's uh, a pretty, a pretty big one. Um, mm-hmm.
1: it was, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's,
2: that's
0: not one of our favorite food choices.
1: It it's a big, it's a big one as far as popularity that a lot of people just pick to see the characters, but it is, it's really far down the line as far as quality and good food. It You're, that's not where you want to go if you want a really good meal. <laughs>
2: that's how it was for me too. And I'm, and I, yeah. you know, they were, the, my family was asking me how were things and how are things? And it was good. Um, it, I, I didn't have any complaints and I wasn't going to be critical. Um, but as the week went on, um, it stayed, I guess, at the bottom of the list. Every everywhere else we went just kind of topped yeah. um, the the night before, and so um, food was really awesome. I really enjoyed the cleanliness of the park, the presentation, the the workers.
0: Um, did you buy any? Cool, did you buy any cool souvenirs?
2: I don't think I did. Uh, I bought my wife a rain jacket because we got caught in the rain at Animal Kingdom, um, and. But apart from that, I don't think we we bought a whole lot of souvenirs. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one thing I, w- I did want to mention before we wrap things up.
1: Lost it. Brian, while Joel's thinking of that, did you have any questions? for No,
0: you? I mean I was like, souvenirs. Um, I was I would say, what did you think about the people around the park? And not not or was there was there, I'm not saying was there goofy looking people. Or, I, what I'm saying is, like, did you notice that? There's a lot of people that are like really, really Disney fans there. Um, Were were you impressed by anybody the way they dressed or anything like that?
2: I noticed, um, well, at least I compared everybody else to my mother in law because my mother in law is, um, she's just one of those people. She can go to Disney for any and every vacation for the rest of her life and be totally happy. Um, So I consider her a lifer. um, At least that's the, the term that I'm uh gonna give her or the title that i'm giving her and so i would i would look at other people in terms of like the crowd i was with and there were some people that were um that were just as into it as as she was i, I did know some other people um they weren't i could tell that they spent a lot of time there but i could also tell that like that they just love being there and uh, didn't really want to be anywhere else. I, uh, One thing that I said, I did want to mention, I was struggling to remember was um, I was asking myself, like, am I, you know, do I want to come back? Because I kind of went into this uh, trip with the agreement with my wife that if I went to Disney with them, this one time that next year I was going to go get to do um, a hunting trip that that I've been wanting to do for a while. And so that was kind of the trade that we were making. And then I was going to suffer through this week at Disney. And, um, (laughs) so I, I, by the end of the week, I I really began to ask myself. like,
0: "No, you didn't go fishing when you were there at all?
2: Didn't go fishing. Um, They have a lot
0: of good, there's a lot of good fishing. I just, I actually just went recently, but there's a lot of good fishing there. And, Believe it or not, you, you, there's, there's tours all over the place They you know, that you can get, you can book somebody to take you on a boat to go. Um, there's, there's areas where you can just go, you can go rent a fishing rod and fish um, uh, in the lagoon. There, there, and there's tons of fish and they stock it. Um, mm. It's, it's pretty wild. And you would never think so. And like, a lot of people don't even talk about stuff like that. I've done it a couple of times. My family, we my, one time I went with my whole family and we had a great time. We must've caught 35 bass. It was crazy and uh they they but they have it and a lot of people don't even know it exists
2: so i kind of caught on to that um towards the end of our trip i believe when we went to epcot um i asked him if we could ride the ferry back to okay one of the um the s- skyliner's um and so that's what we did um and that was when i noticed some of the the charter boats and stuff and yeah I figured that would yep, be a really yep. cool thing maybe. In the it is a very cool thing.
0: It's a very cool um, thing. It's very well run, very organized. They do. And they're really, you know, they get, the guys who run the charter boats are, these guys are, you know, they're, one this guy, the guy we did the last time was from New Jersey. And um, I even knew where he was from and everything. And he just very official, ran it good and made our experience great. Um, he knows that, you know, they know the waterways there. Now, of course, they stock them. But it, it, it's still, you know, it's got some great stuff. There's all there's all different types of fish in different areas, and um, and it's just a lot of fun. And they do they do a great job, and you're pretty much guaranteed to catch a lot because they know where to bring you.
2: Well, uh, all in all, I think that it really is. Uh, it, it did impress me how large of an area I didn't realize how big of an area that uh, Disney Disney World took up um but it really is like its own city um just the way that everything's ran. they have their own fire department which yeah to me being do. a former firefighter was really really cool
0: oh um, very cool okay cool that. yeah
2: um and just kind of explore that but um i don't think we got to stop at that uh the fire is there's a firehouse a fire station, um, pretty close to one of the entrances in one of the parks. I want to say it's um, Magic Kingdom or Hollywood.
1: Magic yep. Kingdom. Man. And there's another and one. The, there's another one, one over near the, the Beach
0: Club, um, over where the Beach Club and Yacht Club are. And there's another big firehouse over there, too. Yeah,
2: that was cool to see. We didn't go in there, but that was cool. But it just it really impressed me how uh, much of a, a city that it felt. that And it felt so exclusive and so cut off from the rest of the world because All of the experience I normally have going on vacation, dealing with people um, is always pretty negative, or at least I take it negatively. But being at Disney, um, like we've said before, all of the staff, all of the customer service was top notch. But then at the same time, we noticed that all of the people that were there were equally, um, or at least in our experience, were equally as nice. And it seemed like everybody was on the same page of, hey, like, we've made it, we're in Disney, we're having a good time, we have no other, you know, worries, no other cares. And so even the people that we ran into on the bus or the people that we were standing in line with, everybody there seemed like they were on the same page as far as we're, we're in a totally different world. And, and I think that that's really, you know, what they try to accomplish at Disney World, but um, they knocked it out of the park
0: for sure. Yeah. And you know, only, you know, it's funny because I, I do understand it, when, when the weather's good, when the crowds are not crazy, the people are amazing. It, mm-hmm. You know, I would say if you go, if you go at July 4th where it's 110 degrees and, and the parks are, are standing room only, then you're going to find some people that are not that nice, but that's, that's anywhere. You know, that's that right. that'll happen anywhere.
1: Yeah. That's a good observation too, because happiness is, is, contagious in situations like that. And I think, you know, if you're basing it on other parks, like we've talked about, if the workers are, you know, grunting at you or or a little above grunting at you, then that comes off onto the guests and then the guests kind of mirror that behavior, right? So, you know, because we're kind of products of our environment a lot. And You know, if you're around great service and and you're around there, you're right. Generally speaking, now there's two reasons to that. Generally speaking, they are mirroring the experience they're receiving from the employees or the cast members. But secondly, is price does weed Mm -hmm. out some um, some people. You know, like you may notice you go to somewhere else and you know the clientele are just different. And I don't mean that in any kind of derogatory way. I'm just saying that like I get again here, I go Bush Gardens. You know, there's a lot of like couples arguing and you know, just like kids, like jumping off of rails. And I mean, of course that can happen anywhere, but just, it was just different. You just feel like, like that's a good way to put everybody's on the same page. Everybody's in the Disney bubble. Everyone's there to have a good time. And outside of a few different sour interactions that you could have, um, otherwise it it's a generally, mm-hmm. everyone's pretty generally happy, you know? And so that's a good observation yeah, you made and, there. and
2: concerning, you, you, you brought up the price and by the end of the trip, Like you have mentioned before, uh, we became very analytical of how much are they spending on this? How much are they spending on that? I wonder how much it takes for them to run this place as a whole any given day. And if you think about um, how much you spend on a trip or how much you could spend on a trip, um, for me, it seemed outrageous (laughs) to spend that kind of money. Um, But the longer I thought about it, the more I realized, like, I don't understand how Disney's making any money, um, based off of how much they spend to make the <laughs> yeah. experience as great as it is. And oh, so, believe me,
0: they make money. <laughs>
2: I'm sure they do.
1: But that's a good observation. I mean, good. I mean, you are you're getting something for your money, and it's it's in an terms experience. Of the so in a lot spend, of money that you spend,
2: it is. I used to be very skeptical of that, more so than anything, and um, I'm a believer now. Uh, I, I know you definitely get a lot. You, you, I mean, you don't have to worry about anything um, once it's spent. So,
1: so you know, to wrap it up, you you said your question. You know, the last thought here: Would you uh, go, would again? I
2: go again? Absolutely.
1: That's good. I mean, that throws off your expectation of not of not. You know, hey, I'm going to suffer this week if I can go on my big hunting trip, but now you're kind of like, hey, right? You know, yeah, I'm not quite to go the back. point
2: where. <laughs> I want to go for every single one of my vacations. um, But would I go again and have a good time with my family and get to make more memories with them? 100%.
1: Awesome. Well, Joel, thank you so much for coming on, um, sharing your trip with us. It was really cool to see your perspective as a first timer Georgian who uh, had never experienced anything like this before so um, we just we appreciate you coming on. Well, appreciate you, you being here.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for having me on and, and let me talk your ears off about uh, my first time experience as a <laughs> Georgia boy that's never done anything like that before. So thank you guys
1: You are welcome, um, Brian. Any any last thoughts here? Yeah, no, or, I, I have to say, and Joel, thank you for thank
0: you for joining us. And um, I really like the fact that. You know, you came on, you've you, you you'd never been there before. You don't even know what to expect. You don't even, you know, it's funny. We're so up on all the different, you know, verbiage and the, the lingo and stuff. And you just went and you enjoyed it and you had a good time and you got to experience things. I like that because we talk about sometimes, we talk about what happens if a person comes for the first time. Now, one good thing is you had people with you who knew how to plan and that made your experience better because if you... If you didn't have that, your family plan, all that stuff for you, you probably would have had a tough time. But with that, you got to enjoy it and you got to really experience it. And you left there, you know, obviously looking at things in a very different perspective. And I'd love to see that. So again, thank you for sharing this with us. We And I know our listeners would like to hear that too.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Joe, hang out till the very end, but otherwise, Spoonies, um, Thank you for listening. You can join our Facebook group if you're not already a part. That is A Spoonful of Podcast Spoonie Nation. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us info at a Lastly, please don't forget to rate and review our show. It really does help us wherever you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever the case may be. So, without further ado, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time. We'll see you then. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast. The Return to Civilization.